celebrating the best of North Texas rock and the spirit of radio for almost seven years now. This is Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM with Big Mix Lee. I am Spicoli. We are delighted to have the great guitar wizard Jimmy Wallace in with us tonight. Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a guitar hero staple in North Texas for uh, longer than I've been alive. I mean that with all due respect, sir. Mr. Jimmy Wallace, hello. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Thanks for being here. I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, guys. <sighs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> now, Jimmy, I don't... There's so much to get into here. I, I don't even know where to start. So uh, why don't we start in the present day? The Dallas International Guitar Festival. You have been doing that for, this is 44 years? Yep. Yeah, wow. first year was 1978. Wow. I've been to every one of them. You've wow. been to every one of them, or you uh, put all of them on? No, I haven't owned it the whole time. I've oh, owned okay, it. Okay. Mark Pollock and I, it's a long story. There's a documentary coming out on the oh, show, Lee, awesome. which Lee's very, very much involved, uh -oh. you know, in the guitar <laughs> festival. But there's a yes, documentary. Yes, he is. Is he involved in the documentary? Yeah, I hope not. There, he'll be interviewed. In it. There's a documentary that a oh, company from California be... is doing, and, it are, you know, it, it's already started. There's footage from Charlie Wirtz and Renee Martinez, who was Stevie's guitar tech, and on and on and on. And it's about an hour and a half long, and it shows the whole thing and the history of everyone that's played. And so it's it's fun, you know. Cool. I think I just got very excited. Yeah. And Jimmy, when can we expect to this to see the light of day? We hope to have some version to actually show a clip at the Guitar Festival oh, nice. this oh, year. So this is in the works. You know, this is happening right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We've we been speak. working on it a few years. It's not my project, but I'm, sure. I guess I'm highly involved in it. <laughs> yeah, and a bit. Uh, so sure we, so. you know, we have a a full-blown audio video studio um, in Garland there next. It's not commercial, but it's next to my house. And so we're doing kind of our bit now where we're bringing in all our little goodies that we've saved right. through the years oh, and, and inserting awesome. into the whole yeah. present product that's already there. So it's fun. And I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of goodies because what I love about the Guitar Festival more than anything is you get to see artists that you know do not only what you know and what you love, they come out and they just jam and they're let loose, they let their hair down and they just, and it's way cool. It's a, a heck of an experience. Uh, it's, it's, it takes your fandom to a whole different level because they're just, they show up and they're just people at that point and they playing what they want, you know? That's our goal. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Now that you mention it, Lee, you might know the answer to this, but I'd, I'd uh, like to ask Jimmy, what is the longest jam you've seen at one of, <laughs> oh, one of those international one of your you know, festivals. I don't know if this is the longest. Well, a couple of years ago, and it was in Lee's room. Of course uh, it was. You know, we did, <laughs> I think we did over a 30-minute version of of uh, the Robert Cray tune, Old Love. But, ev but everybody, like, there was one moment where, like, Mark Letary, we weren't really familiar with him. We knew of him from Snarky Puppy. And I mean, what did he get his fifth Grammy this year? And this kid <laughs> comes out of nowhere and didn't. I mean, he's insane. Yeah, about them, Lee, we've really screwed up. We yeah. should have been playing them a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, and we Mark Letary is fantastic. So Eric Gales, yeah. who's, I mean, good grief. Yeah. I mean, every name we're going to name yeah. is like, you know, it doesn't get any better. Oh, there than will that, be names. Know? Lots and of so, names. And so I'm leaning over, and I don't know who I was next to. But it's like Eric Gales is with it. It's loud as can be, as you very yeah. well know, yeah. especially the indoor. Yeah, room. absolutely. And so I leaned over and I said, man, I don't think he's got a delay pedal. But he was doing the bugs thing where he can play like two things at once. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and we're just like going goof. And Eric Gales leans over and he goes, there's no pedal there. You know, he's doing this delay thing. And it's all in his hands. I mean, wow. masterful. So, crazy. you know, th things like that. Once it gets going, you don't want to cut somebody off. Oh, no. I mean, the jams have been incredible. I mean, yeah. just, you know, off the charts, <laughs> on, as you very well yeah. have experienced. So the longest one, to answer your question, is probably over 30 minutes on one song. One song. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you've been doing this, or you've been to all of them, all 44 of them. Who played the first year? No one. Nobody The first that. year... Okay was and all this is covered we're just in setting up guitars it was at the sheridan mockingbird over here that's still in existence and there was 13 dealers uh and we all the the whole vision of this started when dr van hoos who's been to every one of them as well he and i are the only ones that have been to every one of them attended every one and and uh and charlie Wirtz and doug welker who used to like 
supply Freddie King all his guitars. He ran Inwood Melody Shop over there, which was a wonderful place. And so we met in Flair, I'm from Oak Cliff, so we met in Flair South and Oak Cliff over there on a Sunday. We all kind of brought a couple of our cool pieces and we kind of said, man, why don't we rent like a meeting room or a, a conference room and maybe we'll get some more guitars, you know, and people bring their stuff. And so, you know, I then went on the road with that band Lynx and Charlie moved forward with it. And the first one literally had, I was one of the dealers, had 13 dealers out of it. You know, and uh, it's been growing ever since. Right. There's a few more than 13 now. Yeah, right? Yeah. The, the guitars are phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm like, I'm afraid to touch anything in the room. It's like, a, I, I don't want to be the bull in the, 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 the you know, the glass uh, shop because yeah. there's guitars in there that, uh, you have one or a few that uh, do not touch kind of guitars, I think, that no. I don't even want to know the story. But we'll put them in someone's hands. Yeah, I know. We That's just, just not mine. You I'm know, from terrified. the opposite direction, I don't want somebody to have the horrible experience of being the guy that drops like a 58 <laughs> or 59 West no. Paul. So out of self-defense, <laughs> no. we lie. And, and here's the thing with me. They're musical instruments. They're meant sure. to be played. Yeah. And so many of the reissues, now I'm going to go off on a tangent, but so many of the reissues. Okay. That's for. the most experience anybody has with a quote unquote sure. 59 West Paul, right. which I was hugely involved in the whole reissue problem program problem since 1978 but like we have a 59 and a 58 in the shop and we go out of our way especially with young guys to say here play this do a video do whatever you want because otherwise they'll never experience it I mean when they cost more than a house right you know where are they going to play one right and they're musical instruments they're meant to be played yeah it's awesome so yeah very cool do you have any pieces that you won't let anyone play and you won't even play yourself nope you play every single Anybody one. that comes in that shop can play anything we have. That is so cool. <laughs> Any of them at all. Yeah. Any. Yeah, for real. Any. Yeah, he's not joking. If one of my guitars is there and they want to play it, I may stand there while they do it. <laughs> but I, I don't care. I mean, they're, yeah. they're guitars, you know. So, Jimmy, can we uh, visit your work? In, oh, wait. First, first, first. Okay, first. We heard uh, some Stratoblasters before that. And I thought that was a very catchy tune. I seem to recall hearing it <clears throat> every afternoon at about 3 o'clock, or was it 2 o'clock, whatever, uh, on uh, 92.5 KZPS, the classic rock station, when John Dillon would crack open the mic, uh, the late, great John Dillon. Uh, were you and him? Uh, we were very good friends. He, early on, as far back as to refer to links again, he... Uh, he, a guy with CBS named John Kirksey, a record exec, uh, an attorney named Bubba Tomlinson, they kind of put a little management group together and decided that, you know, they were going to try to help me along. And I said, great, you know. And so I get a call one day from what you're referring to, I think the story you want me to tell. Uh, I get a call from John one day and he goes, I need you to... Oh, we're jumping right in there. Okay, okay, that's cool. I, I, I'm just, <laughs> no, 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 if it, no, no, if it, it's uh, leading to it, I thought you wanted me to tell this story. No, 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 that's yeah. cool, go for it. No, we're <laughs> this, kinda, is this is kind of shows how our friendship was. Uh, this is awesome. He So he calls me and he goes, I want you to put on some gig clothes. I went, what? What did he mean by gig clothes? <laughs> well, like, what, 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 back then, you know, in that being in links, it was, you know, you dressed up, you know, it was, it was pre-Almond Brothers, flannel shirts and blue jeans, you know, it was like, if you're going to play a gig, you're going to play a gig, you know, and it wasn't glam, but it was, sure, sophisticated know, you, you and played the part, classy, you know? but you still yeah, rock yeah. and roll. And so he said, I need you to go down and this is an audition. And I said, oh. well, so am I bringing my rig? He goes, no, they've already approved you musically. Which is backwards. <laughs> oh, wow. And I went, well, who is he? He goes, I can't tell you. I said, what do you mean he can't tell me? And he goes, I can't tell you. If I tell you, you may not go. And I said, okay, I'll go. He goes, come on, trust me. And I said, and he wasn't a weird trust me guy. Some people, when they say trust me, that means, Uh-oh. you know. But And I said, okay. So I, very interestingly, I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to go do this, you know, my hair is really long. It's about down to my rear. So I went and cut my hair. Okay. Because okay? I short. just felt like it. Yeah. About to my shoulder, but it was long. And right. it was like, 
But was it still long enough when you cut it to be classified Yeah, I looked as, rock and roll. I didn't look like I was hair. selling insurance. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I used to get kidded about the whole Peter Frampton vibe and everything. So I go into this, and coincidentally, uh-huh. I go to the cafe there at the Sheridan Mockingbird, same place the okay. first show was. Okay. You know, oh, really cool. in a club called Barney Oldfields. And I go in there. And this lady has her back to me, and another long-haired guy has his back to me. And she turns around, and she goes, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna try Jimmy. to do a bad a bad English do it, accent. Do she it, goes, do it. She goes, Are you Jimmy? And I said, <laughs> she was real cockney. And I said, <laughs> Yeah. She goes, What happened? And I said, What do you mean? What happened? She goes, Where's your hair? And I said, Well, I cut my hair. I got tired of it. She goes, We're done. And I said. I, what do you mean? She goes, you would have been perfect. And I said, for what? <laughs> I don't even and know what Ozzy I mean. Osbourne turns around. Ozzy Osbourne. It was Ozzy Osbourne seeing it. And oh, Randy Rhodes had just passed. He died. Oh, man. And they wanted a replacement. I mean, it's show yeah, business sure. that had this vibe, oh. you know. And I'm being very respectful. I'm not yeah. being disrespectful to sure. Randy, especially sure, Randy sure. Rhodes. You know, and I said, so, you, so I got... But I was kind of cocky. I was kind of <laughs> sure of myself to some extent. You got to be, yeah. you know. That's and how I you said, got there. so you're telling me that you want me to leave because I cut my hair. She goes, yes, we have an image that we have to, you know, fill. <laughs> and I said, and, and back then, like we were serious about music. I mean, we we didn't give a rip yeah. about. We played the part, but we were like, how great can you be on the guitar? How good can you sure. be on your instrument? How great of a song can Doesn't we write? Doesn't matter what pants you're you know? wearing or what and, long and, your and, hair and is And so I, I was pretty confused there for a minute. <laughs> and I, so I didn't argue with her, but I said, are you being serious? She goes, what are you going to do, wear a wig? You know, and I said, <laughs> no. You know, so I go back and I, John Dillon goes, what I just got a call. What? Blank, <laughs> what did you do? I said, "Well, I got tired of my hair. I cut my hair." He goes, "That's your greatest asset." And I went, "Well, that's not good, you know." And so that's that's the deal. He goes, "Do you understand that they totally were fine with you musically? They loved that. That was the that's the easy part." You know, they wanted a look. So you were on your way to visit, uh, unbeknownst to you, yes. going to try out for. Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne, Osbourne solo band. cut your hair on the way over there, and you lost no, the gig. The day before, uh, the day before but, yeah. and you lost and the on gig. On top of it, you got the business from Sharon <laughs> Arden no. Osbourne. She didn't look like she does now. She hadn't yeah. gone through any makeovers, and she kind of looked like a you know a school teacher. <laughs> and uh, and oh. so, but you know, I get to say face by saying this yeah. i wouldn't have accepted the gig anyway no so, oh, <laughs> because you would have had to have written the next two albums no right. it wasn't my style of music <laughs> right so right it was but anyway but so imagine that, it could have been jimmy how Wallace. did you find that story oh, how did y'all dig that up the internet is your friend i don't even okay. remember how i found it right. i'll, I'll well, send you I the link the where i read it now hypothetically speaking had you gotten the gig mm-hmm Chances are you would have been taken advantage of for your songwriting capabilities. What would you have written for old Oz there? Don't eat mice in front of the Alamo. Um, <laughs> don't don't eat mice in front of the Alamo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to write that song now. Whoever. That sounds like a number one to me. I don't know. <laughs> well, that is a very cool very story cool, to start cool. the evening with. So uh, what did you learn from that? Are you going to... Not cut your hair on the way to interviews anymore. Well, I don't quite have that hair have it in decades. Not like you, Lee. You I'm going to buy you a yours, wig for Christmas, sir. You know, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, it kind of startled me for a minute, but you know, it was a wake up. Sure. You know, and you know, I hope I've always been conscious of appearance and stuff. But you I, look great. You know, I, I think. I, you know, I, I, I still am a huge proponent of, you know, if you play and you play from your heart and you have sure. some level of God-given ability, that that still means more than whatever we can personally fabricate ourselves. Right. So, Absolutely. It. That's great. Mm. great I agree story. wholeheartedly. Great story. Mm. Now, can we, uh, I, I got some questions about links, if okay. that's cool, but yeah. uh, can we first hear some? Uh, Jimmy, I'm not going to lie. We've looked and looked. And looked. 
No, I'll bring you some stuff. We have you have some so there is some stuff. That yeah, yeah. We've never released link, anything. Uh, links to the links is what I was yeah. kind of getting at. But <laughs> did you guys record more? Because all we've been able to find is just oh, one we song. recorded. We we probably had three albums worth of material. Wow. We, did they re- ever, were they ever released? No. And, and no. there's that guy in Houston who you probably know that's hit us up a couple times. Uh, that does the reissues on like yeah everyone. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I love never, that guy. What is his name? We need to find out. And then um, Jerry, who worked at Pantigo, there's a live Pantigo show that's mm. 24 track. Wow. That literally, when we were recording that, Daryl Abbott was literally sitting right in front of me the entire time. Nice. You know, and because uh, his dad, he was probably wondering why your hair was so short. <laughs> No, yeah. just kidding. And uh, well, I told him not to make the same mistake, and you saw his hair stay long <laughs> the whole right. time. Yeah. And, uh, Good advice. But there is a there's like an hour long oh. radio program. I love that, of that stuff. So I'll bring that up here to y'all. You can do it. Oh wow, spectacular! Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna set this up. This is live from the Q102 studios. We're gonna play the final tribe. Uh, what do you remember about this? This is from Pantigo. Oh, this was, is uh, this okay. was Pantigo. Yeah, but it was their. Pro- oh, it was one hundred program. It was for them. There are there are a couple of um, like one hundred two and ninety two and a half did these compilations, and right, on one right. of them, I'll do this quick because okay. I bet mean, no, I know okay. you don't know. Uh-oh. So on one you of them, you know the same guy, the same guy, John Kirksey, uh, <laughs> who, you know, the guy with CBS that um, when we were trying to work with that. Uh, so he calls me. We're recording the thing for a song called All We Missed for the Q102 album. Sure. It was a compilation album. Have you ever seen the album? It's blue on the cover. I have. I think I have up. one. I don't know which, yeah, still, which one it is. Yeah, on it. Which, yeah. You know, Rocky and I grew up together. Lightning Links. Yeah. A lot of great bands. Texas so, Crude. Is that the yeah, name of the compilation? Yeah, that's it. That's okay, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. I, I have one. on a game show. Yeah, that's it. So John <laughs> calls me uh-huh. and he says, hey, man, I'm going to bring somebody down. I said, who? And he goes, I'm not going to tell you. It's another I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So he walks in uh-huh. with Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. Nice. And if you look at the credits on that album, Dennis Wilson is singing with us oh, on cool. from the Beach Boys is yeah. singing on All We Missed on the awesome. Link song. Very cool. On the Texas Crew album. So you can find that for next Oh, time. I will find that. Yeah. Well, taken from the uh, Pantigo Studios, and Jerry Abbott did this? Jerry so, Abbott. Yeah. Real quick, do yeah. you still keep in touch with him? No, not so much. You know, I kept in touch with Daryl, his son, you know, up until, you know, he passed. And, you know... What a misunderstood guy, the sweetest oh, yeah. little guy on the planet. Right. I mean, I still look at him as a little guy. I right. still see him in my mind. <laughs> you know, I, I still have the sealed albums that oh. they walked in so proud to Arnold Moore and go, look at our album. Nice. You know, look what we did. <laughs> nice. You know, and and so I, I have a really fun, I can tell you one of those stories in a minute. Sure. But yeah. Please do, please place. do. Yeah. Sure don't. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Taken from the Zoo World, KZW98, KZU, uh, Zoo World 79. That was the Bugs Henderson group. And Lee, we still don't have a, t- a song title for that. And we've been playing that since we got here. Did you know that? No. No, you don't. I haven't played that before. We haven't played that before? No, no sir. It's There's okay, a cut though. that we played from Zoo World that we never have a song title for. No, I, I don't know. Maybe that. we played it. Who knows? We're professionals around here. Plus Rock Radio KNON 89.3. Oh, my God. We are in the studio with the great (laughs) Jimmy Wallace, and we are having just as much fun off the air as on the air. In fact, I'm a bit... uh, He didn't get to finish this cool story. (laughs) No, I feel bad. (laughs) Well, the music was going. It was like I wasn't even listening to the music anymore. Oh, my God. The stuff that I'm hearing... This is why we need uh, a webcam. Do they, am, I, am I dating myself? Do they still make webcams? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Or is it yeah. called something else that I don't know about? You can call it that. That's totally fine. Well, you know what I meant. You're right. Jimmy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. That... Uh <laughs> wow. Uh, we, we have to, like, again, the problem we have around here is we only have two hours. Yeah. And we get people on here that are amazing guests that could go four hours or six hours. Uh, we My need whole a, family will tell you I can talk. We need yeah. a podcast. <laughs> we really need a podcast. We really need to do it. We need an evening with Jimmy Wallace where I just yeah. ask him questions and we have a studio audience and we go us for as long as he wants to. Let's do it at the Guitar Festival. 
Is that? Are, we, are you serious? I was just. <laughs> Can we interview you on a stage at the guitar festival? Yeah, you're real busy. Y'all should do a, a live broadcast. <laughs> we would. I'd, I want to bring stuff like that back, like Why the, don't you? the the live concert radio stuff. I would love to. I'm a big fan of the King Biscuit Flower Hour and things like that. I would love to hear that again. I mean, I just don't know the legalities or what we have to nah. do to execute. This is this stuff. is reckless rock radio. Well, it most we certainly asked. is, and I'm down. I haven't done a live broadcast since I, in my twenties. What you so, do is you just do it and ask for forgiveness after. You just say, I don't even know that. Well, there's a bit more yeah. to it than okay. that. What if I worked it out where you broadcast live the Saturday night All-Star Jam? That would be awesome. Wow. <laughs> There's more to talk about. I'm going to leave now. Back to uh, Jimmy real quick. I'm going to go back to Lanks real quick. Now, was there ever any official releases? And if there is, where can we find it? Is there anything in the works? If there's, you know, we have, you know, in life you have wonderful, happy regrets. My my happiness with that band. I was in it, I think, eight years and. It was one of the greatest musical experiences in my life, and I've had some wonderful ones. And we were, it's like we were a band. I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. a family and everything. But back then, we held out because then there were record companies. I mean, you held out to get a deal with a label. And we held out, and other people were like, you know, this is pre-CDs and everything, where you couldn't, you know, where we wanted a record deal with a real company. Mm -hmm. And we were taunted many times and came this close and I left the group and we just never did anything on our own. We're now, right. you, you know, Stratwasser's sure. got You're right. nine albums, you know, <laughs> exactly. and, you know, and, and it's like, I do regret that. And, um, a couple of the guys have passed away and everything, but the material exists. So there are recordings of it. So, um, do you think it could ever get any? Yeah, kind of I'll get it up here to you. I'll reissue, get like, like you know, a distributor, we, my, like a story about my it, guy, like uh, sorry. who wrote so much of it, David Newell, who's just an incredible songwriter, singer. Uh, you know, he would have to want to do that and everything. And um, so we, we, you know, there's the guy you and I were talking about in Houston, the label in Houston sure. that goes out of their way to right. release. Mm-hmm you know, Texas things and everything. So it, I'm going to not say never, but, you know, we would love, so many people followed it. I mean, I still, to this day, people will text me or on social media or come up and they'll have their daughter and they come, man, this is who I used to see five nights a week. Right. Back then you played sure. five or six nights a week right. in a club, you right. know. And so I would love to do it, you know, but. Awesome. Any uh, local bands you can remember jamming with, sharing the bills with? During the Lynx heyday. Rocky and I grew up together, Lynx and Lightning. Rocky was in Lynx before I was. And Rocky and I, so we've done numerous gigs recently and have one coming up. And uh, when we do the Guitar Army thing, you know, I always try to include Rocky. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the Guitar Festival, all sorts of stuff happened. Rocky always plays the Guitar Festival. And, you know, I have a ton of favorite local bands. And, you know, I... I, uh, there's just so much we could talk and talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we were just t- like, I, I sent you a message and I was just yeah. like, hey, what were you listening to back then? What did you listen to locally? You know well, what I mean? And that's, I, you threw even though I'm a guitar player, I, I loved vocal things. Okay. Like, I was really into, growing up, I was really into Todd Rundgren, which I got to play with him, right? you know, in a real <laughs> impromptu situation in Austin. Wow. Um, and he played with us all night and he just got up. I mean, it's like, you know, we. I, I, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I you know played with Keith Richards all night. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just and it just happened through circumstance. You know, and it, not everything happens at the guitar festival. Right? No, I know. And so the Greg Allman thing. You know, when he, you know, called and you said just to get to jam with him, you spent some quality time. Yeah, with he, Greg he had started working on producing an album for the Stratoblast. We finished four songs and uh, some mishaps happened. Uh, and his management yanked him, and we won't go there. But, you know, it's... And those four songs will be in the next Stratoblaster album awesome. with Greg Allman. Cool. So he was a very gracious guy, well, you know. Excellent. Can we tell that stick story real quick? That's just too awesome not to share. 
Salsa. So once Links was yeah. opening for uh, Sticks at the Electric Ballroom, and that's when we had a bass player named Bobby Klaus who sounded exactly like the guy who sang Lady. So they did their <laughs> sound check. They did their sound check, and uh, so Bobby uh, walks up to the mic, and acapella just belts out "Lady," you know, <laughs> and full voice, no falsetto, you know, and they stop dead in their tracks, turned around, <laughs> and walked back up on stage, and start internet with us and and stuff like this just happened back wow. then i mean it was just so so yeah. you're saying okay sticks is singing lady with you y'all were singing the song acapella, right. and, and, and they joined links. in with you guys doing yeah. their song yeah <laughs> so yeah, we just did it for a joke we just did it like with their attention lady. it wasn't part of our set it was just you know we were just having fun i, I have a, yeah. a, a similar story it's not yeah. anywhere near that yeah. cool but uh i went to a concert with back in the day with i'm a big hair band guy you know and i went to a concert with my cousin and one of the bands that was playing opening up the show was winger and i didn't know anything about winger i didn't care about them it didn't yeah. matter and so we watched the band play and then winger went on and we were turned her back we were going to go find beer or something and then red beach started playing and i just turned around and said oh no i, no, I don't think i'm going anywhere <laughs> i think i gotta stay here for a minute and uh, it was spectacular that guy can play guitar yep yeah did they do madeline i don't know i oh, was watching God. the guitar all night it's a great song <clears throat> See, I like Greg Allman was he was very very gracious he was he was you know it was in our studio in Studio Southwest you know that was fantastic wow. studio alright so. last time though you're gonna hook us up with some Link stuff yeah and I'm thanking yeah. you in advance for this That that's just too yep. cool thank you so much now, and, before uh, we do anything else everybody oh, uh, don't say anything for a minute I gotta do this real quick hey, it's you're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth the voice of the people alright it is 11 o'clock. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas-Fort Worth. The voice of the people with Big Mix Lee. I'm Spicoli. We are here with the legendary Jimmy Wallace. Jimmy, we just don't have enough time, and I'm going to try and get back to this as soon as possible, but we got to take care of some business real quick. It is the last week of Pledge Drive, ladies and gentlemen. Get on that phone now so we can still have cool conversations like this on FM radio about North Texas music community. 972-647-1893. Again, that's 972-647-1893. Make a cool pledge, and we'll hook you up with some concert tickets. The really cool hot ticket item that went on sale last week that everyone's excited about is true Norwegian black metal band, Emperor. And we do happen to have a pair of tickets for your $75 pledge. We'll take your call now, 972-647-1893. Joining us again is uh, Jennifer from The Weekly. Thank you again for being here and helping us out. But you really didn't have much choice in the matter, did you? Yes, I've been kidnapped. Please help. <laughs> oh. Send help. Oh, wow. <laughs> Disclaimer, she's not really kidnapped. <laughs> We're not holding anyone hostage here. But if you want those tickets, call now, 972-647-1893. Also have Sepultura tickets, Reckless Rock Radio shirts, whatever you want. Where are we going from here, Lee? Uh, you want me to get back to questions with Jimmy? Yeah, you just really talk like to Jimmy some more. And then uh, I, I had reached out and I asked him about band he liked or bands he was listening to. And uh, I'm going to jump around on here because we you know, obviously don't have enough time. And I'm going to do Point Blank and I'm going to do... What was the other one? Rocky Athens. So there we go. So after you talk to him and more about local music, I'm that's the two songs I'm going to play. So there. Now you know. I love that we're outlining all this. Yeah, live. I have to do it because you have no <laughs> headphones. So. There will be a quiz later. I, <laughs> I should have. There will be a quiz. That would be awesome. Down. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. This is a big one that people are really dying to know. You had some interaction with the late great Edward Van Halen. Can you uh, care to elaborate on that? How did that go about? Were you jamming with him, or was this just a uh, a time you so, just happened to be the in, only the, time, in the right place, the right time to where you were hanging out the with The only him? time I've ever worked for somebody else, aside from Sound Southwest and the Guitar Festival and Jimmy Wallace Guitars, I worked at this place called Arnold and Morgan, which was really the place. It's where everybody came, you know, when they came anywhere near here in a five-state area. And, you know, so we get this call, uh, and they said this band uh, is going to play the uh, Texas Jam Van Halen, <laughs> you know. And Redbeard, 
the famous Jakarta. From QR2. Yeah, absolutely. Red Beard, legendary. Broke, and you really got me. In the, that's where that song broke, was in this area. Oh, cool. You know, in Dallas. Wait, and excuse me, which song? You Really Got Me. Okay. You know, that was their first Right, the kids thing, cover. You know, and so we... You know, we're familiar with him, and you know, he's pretty revolutionary at the time, even though Les Paul did all those tricks sure. early on. But he came out later and said what a fan he was. And you know, so we knew who he was and everything. So they said, you know, Arlen Morgan was a huge music complex. And you know, the manager yells across the room, You might heard this band, Van Halen, and I raised my hand, you know, <laughs> and uh, and he says, Okay, they have no gear, their gear's been shipped to Japan. Oh no. Because that's where they were going after Texas Jam. Sure. And he said he said, Wallace, you take the guitar rig. He said, Jack Wells, you do the drums. And so we wow. each got assigned a person <laughs> wow. to put gear together for them to play Texas Jam. Wow. So I thought, okay, and you know, even though I knew who he was, he wasn't Eddie Van Halen yet. Sure. Uh -huh. You know, he was the guy that had a hot song on the radio <laughs> right. that was pretty dang awesome but you, you get my point yeah so he comes in very gracious sharp as a tack and i says he says so what are you into i said well you know i, I like vintage guitars you know <laughs> you know and he goes so do i he goes what do you got and i saw so i took him back in the back where some stuff was stashed and he bought gibson did a very limited run of like these paisley i'll never forget this paisley SG and Les Paul cases. So he saw one and freaked. He goes, man, I've heard about this. You know, I, 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 you know, he said, would you sell me? I said, well, I can't just sell you the case. He goes, well, put something in it. You know, so I sold him like a 61 white SG Jr., you know, with a vibrato. That's what he, he bought. And so we put his marshals together and he's playing marshals. Here's the greatest story. Here's my favorite Ben Halen story. So he's sitting there and he's very gracious. He goes, you play it. I hear you're a player. He goes, I want to listen. He so said that I, to you. Yeah, so I'm sitting there playing, and he's like down at the end of the store listening to how it's going to project, you know, because he wants a plexi yeah. head, and he want, but he wants more than one, you know. So he, so he and I sat and played for about five or ten minutes then, and we just went back and forth playing shuffles, playing blues stuff, and he was great. We were hugging <laughs> and the whole bit. So this kid oh comes out of one of the teaching rooms. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to him and he said, I heard you play that Running With The Devil song. He goes, you're playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the kid walks up to him and, and he doesn't know, the kid does not know that's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> right. He goes, my teacher just taught me the song and that's not how you play it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I'm just going, you know, and he, he goes, and he hand, very graciously, uh -huh. he hands the kid the guitar. Uh -huh. And says, would you show me how to play it? And the kid plays it a different way. Sure. And Van Halen goes, okay, show me again. And he wasn't jacking with him. Yeah. He quickly learned. To, he, he didn't do it as quick as he could have. But right. he said, man, this is great. I won't mess it up anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something to that effect. And afterwards, I said, man, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm so impressed on how you handled that. He goes, I was that kid one day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was that kid at one time. You know, and what's crazy is, is we used to play a place called Mother Blues, which was a really happening thing in Dallas. Oh, and yes. For, you never get for tired many of times when they Blues. would come to Dallas, if we were playing, they would come out. Wow. You know, and the next time I saw him for any length of time, I was playing with Bugs Henderson and the Stratobuster. Then we were playing the New Orleans NAMM show. It was the only time it ever took place in New Orleans. And I walked backstage and Seymour Duncan, the pickup company, yeah. uh -huh. said, I brought some other people into play. And there's Brian May. There's Eddie Van Hale. <laughs> There's John Entwistle from The Who. So these are the guys we that got up and played with us all night. Wow. In there. And Golly. so I walk over to him and he goes, Why does G with the Paisley case? And he <laughs> I, I mean the guy, I mean, this has been five years since then. <laughs> wow. You know, and and so we talked and he was gracious. Same guy. Wow. You know, totally gracious, not big headed. But a funny story about that thing. So I met Brian May. He gets up on a thing, which he was one of my heroes. I mean, Queen, good grief. Yeah, sure. And so fast forward, about six months later, I go to Japan for the first time because the guitars had started. The Jimmy Wallace, Gibson, Les Paul sure. had started everything, and they bring me over to Japan. And so the Japanese guys are just, you know, being very gracious. They're, you know, so, oh, yeah, you know, the whole thing. And so I hear them say, Brian May, Brian May. 
and there's like this killer restaurant and there's a club in the next room mm-hmm. and I see out of the corner of my eye, here comes Brian May. Now this is my first trip to Japan and I want to make a good impression, sure. right? <laughs> I told you things in my life are just, you can't orchestrate them. They just, they, I've been in the right place at the right time by the grace of God. So Brian May walks over and they're going, oh yeah, you know, Brian May. <laughs> he walks over and he goes, how you doing, man? Good to see you again. And they're all freaking. Because he wasn't my buddy. I met him once. But he, but he remembered you because Bugs made such sure. an impression. And he remembers me as Bugs' guitar player with Bugs. <laughs> and so I then, all of us, my stock went up immediately with the Japanese. Oh, yeah. Because here's Brian May walking over the table going, Hey, what are you doing? How are you doing? So you, you got know, some uh, so, extra sake with dinner that yeah. night, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> But even Halen was—he was amazing. Wow, he excellent! Was, and I saw him numerous times after that. But he Great was story. really gracious. Did he ever? He never made it to a guitar festival. No, we tried when he was with Peavy. Mm-hmm. You know, towards oh, yeah. the end, yeah. they almost had it together, mm-hmm. and then something happened where um, no. it didn't didn't work out. Bummer. That but would have been he cool. Made it. You know. Jimmy, who were you listening to back then that made you want to play? The, I'm trying to set up my this parents, Derek Jones party thing. My parents, uh, <laughs> we went to a Methodist church on, on Polk Street in Oak Cliff called Glen Oaks Methodist Church. And they had these sock ops, which is where the whole Tobolowski mm-hmm. thing with Stevie yeah. and the whole thing. And and Stevie Ray was in a band with guys from Carter and Kimball. Carter and Kimball are adjacent high schools. And he was in a band called Brooklyn Underground. Uh and with some friends of mine from Carter that were a year older than I was, and he was the Kimball guy. And so he would go in there and play, and they would pull the pews out and set up in the corner and have a sock up because they thought it would keep the kids off the street. Gotcha. You know? Uh-huh. And you know, a guy named Seed Metter, who when, when Jeff Beck would come to Dallas, he would seek out Seed Metter. Look up the werewolves. Okay. You've oh, heard of yes. Yeah, yeah, Seed Metter. Yeah. You know, so Seed Metter. So this church I went to and went to Boy Scouts there, you know, on Friday and Friday or Saturday, here, you know, here's Stevie Ray playing when he wasn't Stevie Ray. Here's Jimmy playing. Here's Danny Sanchez playing. Here's Steve Metter playing. And I'm going, well, this is what I want to do. I want to learn to do this. Right. You know, and so that was a huge in-your-face sure. influence. Right. At the time. Right. Yeah. And Derek Jones Party. The thing about that, they yeah. were originally called the Cornerstones, so they evolved into this Derek Jones Party thing. Stevie played in that. Eric Tagg, who wrote like a bunch of the Lee Rittenhauer songs, his, his brother was Larry Tagg, who did Bourgeois Tagg with Brent Bourgeois, played with Holland Oates, Rungren, all these people. He was the bass player in this thing, you know? And Adam Palma, who's a fantastic guitar player, singer, he's been in Emerald City for 20 plus years, was the other guitar player. Wow. And that band's been going on that long? Oh, yeah. Emerald wow. City has, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they were just, these guys were amazing. I mean, they were just, they were incredible, you know, so they moved me. Uh, of course, Point Blank, which John and Daniels played with us, but Point Blank at its original conception, what many people, it was the two guitar ZZ Top, you sure. know, Rusty and Kim Davis were amazing. And, you know, Blackbird, which was Stevie Ray and Kim Davis at the time, you know, two drummers, you know, at the cellar and everything. We would sneak in the cellar to see Bugs and just, you know, amazing Amazing. Mac Tapp, who played with me in the Strata Blasters for years, we would sneak in to see he and Chris Campbell at the cellar. And the cellar was a uh, an amazing musical experience at the time. It's across from KLIF, you know, mm-hmm. and quite a history there. And there was just, you know, the Bronco Bowl, oh, yeah. you know, Good Oaks Message Church, Sock Hops, the Twilight Roller Rink, Sock Hops, all these things had these incredible guitar players that, I mean, forget guitar lessons, you just went and watched <laughs> That was, was your lesson. That was your lesson. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so inspirational. Hopefully, you remember yeah. what you saw him doing yeah. on the fretboard and go home and try yeah. and mimic that and yeah. put your own spin on it. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, real quick, uh, when we come back, we, we got to play a song here and we also got to take care of some business. 972 647 1893. That is the co- uh, number to call. We got Emperor tickets. Call now. We have Sepultura tickets. Call now. 972 647 1893. When we come back, Jimmy, we're going to play uh, some word association. I'm going to name out some names. 
and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, fun. Okay. You can elaborate as long or as little as you want, no matter who it is, all right? Okay. All right, this is going back to 1971 on this one. The Derek Jones Party, and she's gone. It's Reckless Rock Radio, only on KNON 89.3 FM. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas-Fort Worth, the voice of the people. We are uh, having a blast tonight with Jimmy Wallace. Thank you once again for being here, sir. It's, uh, why do we only get two hours? I know. I don't want to waste any more time <laughs> bitching about the fact that we only have two hours. We but... just need to start booking one-hour guests instead of six-hour guests, and we'll be all right. <laughs> all right, Jimmy, let's, uh, we're going to play a game, sort of. Okay. I'm just going to throw out a name. Yep. And you tell me what comes to mind or we'll see if I can connect it. How was correct. That? Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do an easy one. Jeff Skunk Bask- uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers. I uh, played Dan. with him uh, in I think it was outside of Plano or something. For uh, it was this big computer company. It was also with Scott, Scotty Page. That's like the sax player with Pink Floyd <laughs> on my Money, <laughs> and you know the guy with the real long hair yes, and everything. Yeah. So it was Skunk. It was, it was the Stratoblasters. John O'Daniels, uh, wow. Rusty, uh, Rusty Burns played with us that night, and Scott Baxter. <laughs> and names just keep Scotty growing Page, and growing. Scotty I Page. just mentioned one name, and there's already uh, six. <laughs> I think Mike Arnold played wow. drums that night, and it was this big corporate, huge Western party, but they knew what was going on. Right. You know? Yeah. And Somebody so, did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got Next. It. Next. Uh, Ronnie Montrose. So, Ronnie Montrose. And did he make fun of Hagar at all while you were t- hanging no, out? No, he with was him? very gracious. He was very, I keep using that name with these, a lot of these guys, but, the, you, you know, they. Uh, so, Greg Martin at the Kentucky Headhunters, who is an amazing guitar player, really sweet guy. Tried to get him back this year and they're booked. Um, so, he calls me one day and says, man, would you, what would you think of Ronnie Montrose? And I went, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> since that band Lynx, we, like the first time I heard his version, the instrumental version of Town Without Pity, I just freaked. And I've done it off and on for, you know, 40 years or however, whenever he released it. And so long story short, I got to do Town Without Pity in unison with Ronnie Montrose. He comes oh, up wow. to me and he goes, I hear that you do the song and wow. he heard a recording of us doing it and he goes let's do it together I went you mean Whoa. back and forth he goes no together I went okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not one to back down obviously yeah, yeah. Greg Bissonnet from uh, he played on the uh, Eat Him and Smile album so um, Greg Bissonnet is an amazing drummer with Ringo Starr right now so JBL was doing a uh, they premiered a new sound system uh, the SR series, free yeah, uh-huh. line array, sure. the big gray yep. boxes, yep. you know, but you get enough of them, they sound amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, anyway, and like so that. this band was incredible. So they put a band together, an all-star band together to tour, uh, do key places in the United States. We did New Orleans, and we were playing with Albert uh, King wow. in New Mexico, <sighs> right? Long, and so the band was... Greg Bissonette on drums, Mike Finnegan, who just passed away. Mike Finnegan, only two keyboard players ever recorded with Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Winwood and Mike Finnegan. Wow. Mike Finnegan, incredible B3 player. He played with Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Stephen Stills, and everything as a sideman. But look up like a band from Kansas, like you like 60s, 70s music, mm-hmm. called Finnegan and Wood. Okay. Mike Finnegan, have to write that one down. amazing keyboard player. He was a keyboard player. Bob Glob was the bass player. Bruce Springsteen. I mean, wow. look up Bob Glob. I mean, he was the bass <laughs> player. A lot of homework uh, that, Jack Sony, uh, the other guitar player, aside from Martin Opler in Dire Straits, uh, and myself, and that wow. was the band wow. that did all these dates. Wow. So JBL yeah. wasn't yep. messing around either. Yeah, so it was fun. Wow, cool. So that was, okay. We you already brought one up. Uh, I was going to mention uh, Stephen Stills. So Mother Blues, the place that I... Um, Legendary club in the na- 70s yeah, that yeah. all the so, gods would uh, drop into after a show at... Uh, the, 
involved. Yeah, there was a guy that was in a, a group with Mike Schwedler who manages the Majestic Theater. Okay. Mike Schwedler is a killer mm -hmm. drummer. Oh, yeah. Most people don't realize that. Uh, Larry Arp was the bass player. He calls me and he says, man, I don't know how I did this, but I'm driving Steven Stills around tonight. He goes, you are playing Mother Blues, right? And I'm a huge Steven Stills fan. You know? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I'm bringing him out. And I said, okay. <laughs> and he gets up and plays uh, an entire set with us. Plays wow. all night with nice. us. You know, plays like an hour and a half with us. Were they in town playing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doing a big yeah. show. Wow. Yeah. I have one I want to throw out. Okay. Daryl Abbott. Oh, I was going to get to that. I yeah, have one I know. More. Well, I jumped, okay. I jumped ahead. So, um, later when he was really famous, he loved Bugs, and he would come see us like on the Jacksboro Highway Clubs uh, out there. I forget the one main club. You could probably look that up since you guys can find anything. Anything, almost. Uh, but he, you know, he would come see Lynx. He would just sit there right in front of us, you know, and he would come see Bugs, and we would get him up to play. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, when I met him, he was probably 13 or something. And, and so Arnold and Morgan sponsored these battle of the bands. Sure. And there was a thing called the Agora, which you, the Agora ballrooms, yeah. the chain of clubs yeah. around the United States, they hosted the jams and Dean Zielinski, uh, who loved to come to Dallas. Arnold Morgan was the first Dean dealer, you know, when Dean's were okay. made in sure. the United States by Dean, right. you know, and so Dean put up. Guitars is, you know, first, second, and third place. And so the Battle of the Bands, they did it where it was like a series of four to five weeks. So in the end, he won. And so I got to hand him that Dean guitar that nice. he played, uh -huh. you know, forever. Forever. You know, wasn't his only one. Yeah, but right. So that, and he, uh, you know, he was, he was just a really sweet guy. Just a really, I, I never forget... One time uh, when the guitar festival was at uh, the automobile building, there was this, like people were just scrambling trying to get in. They were trying to get past the ticket booth mm -hmm. and everything. And there's a line from inside the show out the oh, ticket wow. front entrance, okay. like a separate line for people in. And security comes in and goes, you know, I don't know what to do here. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, well, this booth has got somebody in it and all these people <laughs> are just, I said, we'll get them in a line. You know, and now Joe deals with that. I'm not dealing yeah, with it. You right. know, uh, Joe Manica. <laughs> but this was early on, Mark Pollock and I. And so I go, well, I'm going to go see what's in this booth that all these people are lined up literally out the door, the middle of the automobile building to out the door. And it's just little Daryl sitting there. Wow. And he's talking to everybody as long as they want to talk. Wow. You know, and he's sitting there and he'll play a lick, you know, and, and just sweetest guy on the planet and he always would go out of his way to come up and hug and just you know because he still saw me as some guy he used to go see like i would go see these guys right, you right, know, when right. i was growing up right. and so it was great great awesome. guy did you ever make it to any pantera or damage plant oh, shows yeah, yeah 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 oh okay yeah he and his brother yeah. yeah absolutely yeah it was like one of my not a, I'm not old enough to be his dad, but it's like one of my little right. brothers or something. Right. You know, I loved him. Oh, that is yeah. rad. Yeah. Did you watch them play like in their club days, or did oh, you? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, but then I saw him. At, them I saw him at Fair Park. I saw him. You know, I saw many shows. Right. You know, yeah, I watched him become crazy famous. Right. You know? But both those brothers were actually really nice to me as well. They were just, if, if I was mixing in somewhere in the trees or somewhere yeah. and they would come in, it, like Vinny would, obviously he would stop, say hi, buy me a shot, go hang out with this group of people, but he, they would always yeah. come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. They, cool. they knew where they came from and loved it, you know. Now you, uh, true or false, you handed Dimebag Daryl his first Dean guitar. Uh, Dean guitar. Was that at that uh, competition? At the Aurora, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it yeah. was that competition that he was yeah. winning every year, and I yeah. finally had to say. But he and Dean became great friends, and, you know. I was going to yeah. save that one, but. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's I okay. I ruined it. Let's, this is going to be fun. All right, okay. one more for you, Jimmy. Keith Richards. So. Um, <laughs> I had to ask yeah, this. Absolutely. So Dallas Alley, a place we used to play um, where we recorded the Red Album, Place we spoil client time, so we get a call and they book us for a date. And they said this could be a big party, 
I said, great. And they said they want like a real Texas rhythm and blues, rock rhythm and blues band that they can get up and jam if they want okay. to well. with. And so, uh, long story short, they, you know, they listened to us, our stuff and said, yeah, this will do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Keith Richards, I go over there to meet him and you know, at first his bodyguards were pushing me away. He goes, no, stop, leave him alone, he's in the band, leave him alone. <laughs> you know, and he was really nice. And then he walks in there and I handed him my head. That night I had a, uh, that night I had a uh, 65 original Inca Silver Strat, which is quite a rare guitar. And I handed it to him and he didn't want to give it back. <laughs> and, uh, Holy crap, he's showing me the picture, ladies and, and gentlemen. And, oh, this and is And so gorgeous. that was in Froggy Bottoms there. And what's crazy, the guy standing behind him was James Pennebaker, who we let get up for a tune, who played with Delbert McClinton for years and years and years and years. Uh-huh. And uh, so and he, he was, you know, everybody kids about Keith Richards and everything. He nailed it, dude. I mean, the guy can play. Well, and it's his style. It's his style. the dinosaurs, but he's amazing. It's his style, but it's his style. Right. You right. know, it's sure. not just how he plays. He invented how he plays. Right. You know, sure. and oh I, it was a wonderful Wow. What Crazy. did that feel like? You're jamming with right. the guy from the Rolling Stones. I mean, he well, started. Plus, all the rest of them, the backup singers, they just started using those backup singers. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill Wyman had just left, and the bass player, you know, the new guy from 20 years ago. You <laughs> the know, new guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, he got up, and at heart, a real musician is still a real musician. Sure. I don't care how much money you have or right. how much. How, hey, it's like the first time George musician. Lynch comes in. Okay. The first time George Lynch gets up there, you know, the Saturday Night Jam at the show is very organized. It's a matter sure. of whether people will honor the organization of it. Right. And out of nowhere, <laughs> we hear this stuff coming from backstage, and George Lynch had hooked his stuff up on his own and starts ooching around front because he wants to play. He is determined to be part of what's going on. And, and, and I said, okay. And he goes, dude, I, I just couldn't wait any I couldn't wait my turn. He goes, I just had to do this. You and know, reception. and afterwards he called and apologized. I said, we don't care. You know, awesome. and it's, I mean, you've watched yeah, him do it. Sure, He's like absolutely. a big baby. He's yeah, like absolutely. a, just a, you yeah. know. <laughs> okay, next. We're going to get into Show me. Uh, come on. If I want, I can't do. One you can't do. Oh, uh, man. Man. oh okay. Well, he asked. Uh-huh. Wasn't prepared for that, but that's okay. That's okay. All we right. Can do all this. Right. We can do this. One that you can't do. Uh, Let me get a good one here. I mean, they're all great. Like, I just, I don't <laughs> know crazy. which one to choose. Oh, man. All right. Let's do Billy Gibbons, huh? Okay. So, Gibbons had a contract. That's funny because I'll show you <laughs> a picture. what my dentist <laughs> just sent me in a text. Your all dentist just sent me. you this in a text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> So, so, so this is fine. You can read All right. this. You know, so this is my dentist. Wow, I never knew the odds. You read it. You're awfully close to your dentist, Mr. Yeah. Wallace. Wait, he's, I, he's, hey, he's not just my dentist. He's every guitar player <laughs> Dallas dentist. Oh, Dallas. wow. Yeah. It's from okay. playing guitars with your teeth. Okay, so here's, here's what he just sent me. Wow, never knew. Oh, bro, you're nailing this interview. Yes, you are, sir, by the way. Wow, you never knew the Ozzy thing. You never told me this story, but I do. I do have the great memory of you and I driving to Houston to meet Billy Gibbons for you to deliver a guitar he wanted. I remember Reverend Horton Heat was playing at the club we met Billy Gibbons at. So That's just a random text from his dentist, ladies and gentlemen. My dentist texts me and says, you owe me money. So, So, Bill Rich... My friend who introduced me to Clapton, who was really good friends with Jamie Aldick, or, you know, who passed. So, Bill Rich in Tulsa, who's still with us, he did all the ZZ Top, like, lightning keychains oh, okay. and all the merch. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know, and he, he and Gibbons sure. were really, I, I got a million Gibbons stories, really close. <laughs> and so. Well, I thought that was going to be a hard one. Uh, so, I'm trying to think which one to tell. So, <laughs> so a good friend of mine named Jim Wilhite, uh, he and another friend, Billy, who are huge guitar collectors, you know, very wealthy guitar collectors. Jim's passed, but 
he has a party in Houston with a bunch of elitist sure. folks, and he hires the Stratoblasters. So he says, you know, there's a chance Gibbons will show up, but who knows, right? <laughs> so Gibbons shows up. And so he's had a little bit to drink. Now, Gibbons at the time, and I don't know what the amount was, but Gibbons had an agreement with Bill Ham, their manager, that if they set in with anybody, okay. it costs like, yeah. you know, what do you call it when you hit the football, do the, you know, when you used to get fined if you did the football after a touchdown. Yeah. Spike the ball. Yeah, spike the ball. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and to date, at that time, the only time Gibbons was ever known to have set in with anybody else for their entire career was with Jimmy Vaughn in Victoria, Texas with the Thunderbirds. Okay. Nice. Well. So Jimmy Wilhite says, Gibbons, come on, man. So Gibbons says, lock the doors <laughs> of this huge ballroom at the Galleria. <laughs> and so Gibbons gets up with the Stratoblasters. But I knew Gibbons mainly through my partner who passed away, Mark Pollock, you know, who had Charlie's guitars. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, Gibbons would just show up and go to his house on Harry Hines and just sit there. <laughs> I mean, there's in the documentary I talked to you about, yeah. like yeah. there's footage of Gibbons driving a, you know, two-seater vintage Thunderbird into market, into uh, the automobile building and people just had to get out of the way. They had to move their guitars out of their booth so he could drive in the show. But he... And I'll never forget the first time Eric Johnson played the show when it was at the convention center. We had all this very elaborate food in the green room, like as per what Eric asked for. And it was pretty, you know, detailed. Sure. And Gibbons walks in there and just starts eating all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, he goes, oh, what's he going to do? You know, so there's great. But Gibbons is a huge supporter of the show. He's a real guy. I mean, yeah. he was uh, always been very nice to us. Very, cool. you know. Okay. One more that we've uh, got uh, that is actually a pretty good friend of this show, uh, Andy yeah. Timmons. Andy Timmons. Oh, yeah. That's good. Andy, um, when he first moved here, and we do all those Dallas Alley concerts on Monday night, I remember seeing Andy was in a Beatles band, and he was nailing it. And, you know, Andy supported the show in a wonderful way forever and ever and ever. And Andy's just one of those people that, you know, there's talent and then there's talent. You know, Andy's just amazing you know so i mean andy is you know he's been i mean he's played with the stratoblasters a jillion time plays the jam plays the show you know he's just a wonderful human being you know <sighs> i can do this all night <laughs> and i really want to yes. jimmy we got to take a couple uh a break real quick to uh, play some public service announcements we're back it's reckless rock radio at knon 89.3 fm in dallas fort worth the voice of the people Big Mix Lee, I'm Spicoli. We're here with Jimmy Wallace. Now, Jimmy, we uh, let the cat out of the bag earlier today. Uh, can you fill us back in and retouch about the Dallas International Guitar Festival, the documentary that's going down? When can we expect to see that? I know you said there's going to be a teaser for it at the festival this year. You know, it's they've been working on it. Uh, Steve Milgren, uh, our friend who does all the artwork for... Uh, the guitar festival uh he owns uh he owns obey clothing you know what obey is you know he owns uh dimension screen printing which prints for like disney and you know he he's very successful and he started this idea of a documentary about four years ago it's called a guitar story is what it's called and so it so starts with the, the history of the it. show and goes through you know the history of the show from the charlie years to mark to mark and i together to now you know uh where we're at today all the people that have played and just tells a lot of fun stuff and there's a lot of footage of different people playing i mean you know Ingmay malmstein i mean just uh, it, it's a ton of you know stuff that a lot of people don't know about the show are probably going to learn a lot but it's fun so we hope to have kind of a rough cut done to show uh at the show uh, and we've been working on it now here in Texas to add our stuff from our archives. So it's going to be fun. Uh, it's, it's really humbling to see what you've worked on your entire life, like watch it, sure. a piece, you know, just right. kind of flow down the road, you know? So <sighs> that's a fun thing. You know, I, I don't know what will happen with it, but Steve's very influential guy, so he'll... You've met him. It's, yeah. You know, he's a wonderful guy. I mean, he's a gazillionaire, and he stands there in the T-shirt booth <laughs> and sells T-shirts. You know, he's the guy at the show with the T-shirts. Yeah. You right. know, yep. but he's, you know, 
It's crazy. Well, I can't wait to see this. And uh, have you ever thought about writing a book? Or well, I have some friends that we've talked about doing a coffee table book of oh, all the stories because nice, yeah. they're just be so cool. There's just story after story after story. You could we're, associate we're a guitar with every story. Yeah, of, yeah. and <laughs> so that's the game we should play next time. Is say Telecaster. And oh, there say, you well, go. All right, you know, yeah, there's definitely going to be a next time because yeah. man, you just you're a, a pot of gold of information, sir. Oh my goodness, you really I'm just are. Thankful. Yeah. I hear so that. are we that you're willing to come in and hang out with us all the time. This is like my birthday. Now, the <laughs> Dallas International Guitar Festival. How long are you, are you going to go down with the ship and just ride this out for as long as you can? Or are you eventually well, you going know, to pass I, the torch? I, I'm 68 years old. I have no desire to retire. That's I awesome. No, that is the right I mean, answer. That was me, the correct why, answer, why, sir. It's like, why would you want to stop eating? I mean, why, <laughs> you know? I mean, why do you want to stop breathing air? I mean, this is what we this love. This is what you this do. Is, this is what it, you love. It, it, I, it, that it, was the right it, answer. So it was kind of a trick it's question. It's a privilege. And know? he answered it yeah, exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Jimmy, thank you so much. This is uh, this has been amazing. Uh, when is Stephen coming fun. back? I just want to talk to Jimmy now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I left him hanging there. Him Jimmy, hanging. thank you so much for thank joining you guys. us. Please, Please come thank back you for all your hard you, work sir. at the festival. Oh, I love it. You know? I'm just yeah. glad to be part of the family. It's good times. Yeah. I'm actually going to go this year. I know I say that every year and end up having to work this year. I'm going to call. You can work with Lee. I can work with Lee. Great. Yep. Uh, I need my hair brushed. He needs your hair brushed. <laughs> uh, needs to be fed and, Bud Light. And, and yeah. coffee and beer, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Thank you guys so much. I actually have a request now. Yes. I have a request for the Guitar Festival. Now, he's, okay. he's probably not known for his guitar playing. Yes. But I know it's in there because I've seen the sound okay. checks and I've okay. seen it happening. It's Tom Kiefer. Tom Kiefer? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, great guy. I didn't mean to play guy. the game, but here it's, we go. We're doing he, it. I, Tom He Kiefer, is amazing. You no, know, he is known for his guitar playing. And he. Well, who do you think wrote all that? I, well, I know songs. he wrote it, but I, I just, you know, he's. I love Tom Kiefer. And Tom Kiefer has played the show at least five times. Oh, uh, man. Give me a minute. It was before your time. <laughs> and he's. We love him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's awesome. You know. I will find the picture. So when I was growing up, while you're looking for the picture, when I was listening, you know, listening to Cinderella and everything, you know, he, he doesn't steal the spotlight for the guitar stuff. You know, he was, he's just there doing his thing. But then I was working with a band that toured with him for a tour yeah. with Frank Hannon, actually. Yeah. And uh, so we were main support on a Cinderella tour. And he would come out with his black Les Paul and he would just yeah. sound check by himself. And I was going, wow, I had no idea that he could rip a guitar like that. Yeah. It's funny because he probably started coming right when Cinderella was really uh, in 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 their heyday. Sure. And a drummer who works at Jimmy Wallace Guitars, Mike Arnold, who's a fantastic drummer. The two drummers that have played with the Stratoblasters, Mike Gage and Mike Arnold, are both incredible world class drummers. He loved playing a shuffle with uh, with Mike Arnold, and he would and he would just do anything he could to get up there with us and play a shuffle, a Texas yeah, shuffle sure. with us. So here you go. Uh, we so got the phone Tom out again. Kiefer, Paul Reed Smith and myself, right wow. there. And yeah. where is this? That's at On the Rocks. On the Rocks. On we the had Rocks. That, the Saturday night thing. Yeah, that's oh, Paul Reed that Smith. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Is big Louie running sound? He was at the time, I think. Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> wow. Is he still with us? Yeah. He is still with us, yes. He's hanging on. Awesome. Uh, he's doing the best he can. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to Big Louie. We love him. We love him. Absolutely. He's great. Uh, I can't believe I forgot to ask. We've been talking about it so much. Dallas International Guitar Festival this May, right, Jimmy? Sure. Yes, sir. May uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Now, who do we have on on uh, the roster this year who's gonna for the first time Orianti oh, did nice. I say Ooh. right Orianti's yeah. gonna play we yeah. all know who you meant yes, yeah. yes sir yes, and sir. Philip Sace again who we love Philip sure. Sace uh, somebody that I can't say because a race clause that starts with an E and last name starts with a J but I can't say oh, oh, yeah, I got no, no, no no don't say it no, don't say it I'll be in trouble I'll no. be in trouble uh, I think George is coming in again we're trying to work out Phil X, a lot of these guys yeah. are on tour, sure. and it's a matter of they can break away. Hank, right. Frank Hannon sadly can't, but he's doing a show at the Garland Sounds of Summer Series, which right. we're sponsoring. Frank's cool. uh, in one of the first shows there. 
Uh, you know, we've got an incredible lineup this year. If you go to guitarshow.com, yeah. you'll see the whole line. In fact, we're going to uh, post the schedule tomorrow. Oh, cool. For the awesome. whole event. Oh, nice. Tomorrow. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Stick around for that. Check out the Dallas International Guitar Festival on all social media all social media platforms, sir. Yeah, uh, Dallas International Guitar Festival. Guitarshow.com is the website. Jimmy Wallace Guitars. Um, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Frank, please come back and see us. Frank. Frank, sorry. I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> Jimmy, please come back and yes, see sir. us. I want to crawl into a hole and die now. Jimmy, thank good. you so much for being thank here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was awesome. It was please an come honor. back we'll and see us. Will you stick around and uh, take some pictures so we can show everybody oh, sure. that we're cool because we hung out with you for the night? And thank you for... Uh, my kids Gracing us with your stories. Drink. So we, we, you. we really want you to take a picture with us. That way, when somebody asks you about us, you can just pull up a picture Dude, like your dentist, you know, like let's said, and, and find like, we'll be right next to Keith let's Richards or something. Yeah, so. whatever what do you want, want to go out on, Jimmy? What do you want to hear? It's uh, up to you guys. It's up to us. Well, born under the bed. It'll take us right this to This is with Derek St. Holmes, Paul Reed Smith, a uh, bunch of guys. I think Monty Montgomery's on this. Yeah. Live from the International uh, Dallas International Guitar Festival, Wallace and Branch, born yeah. under a bad sign. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM. Radio Clash with DJ Laser Prick is next. Stick around. Um.